another episode of Postmates and Cheesesteaks, episode 96, I think. Sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, a lot of uh, big news this week, weekend. Um, I mean, first of all, we had the obvious uh, championship, AFC and NFC championship games. Uh, shocking the world, the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe yeah, Burr. Nuts. That's one of those teams that I thought I was going to die before I saw in a Super Bowl. Like them, them, I think them, the Browns, the Lions, the Jets. Oh, the poor Which is in that cluster of teams I never thought I'd see in a Super Bowl. I thought I just would die before that happened. I will say on the NFC side, I feel like the Lions fans can kind of pretend that this is their Super Bowl because they're going to live vicariously through Matt Stafford since he was, you know, a Lion for what, 11, 12 years. And now yeah, his first I mean, season with the Rams, he's in the Super Bowl. I can't imagine that makes you feel good, though. That they can't. Your first I'd, season. I mean, it just him. shows how bad your team your team is. Like, see, that's what. Yeah, I think that's what hurts uh, more. Right? You've had him for what eleven years, and you couldn't even <clears> get a playoff win. And he immediately goes somewhere else, and he's in the Super Bowl, just proving he was a Super Bowl caliber code uh, quarterback. And just the Lions could do nothing, nothing with it. Like yeah. they had the hard part. The hard part is getting the Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And now we just found out that they had one the entire time. Yeah. Um, quick Eagles news, because, you know, always got to talk Eagles. Um, I know that um, with the Super Bowl players not going to the Pro Bowl and then, um, like, injuries or players opting out, I know that Jake Elliott, um, Javon Hargrave, and Josh Sweat all are now on the Pro Bowl team. So Really? Interesting. That's cool. that's, yeah. I, that was something I did not hear. And yeah. I – think well it depends on what happens I, I would assume that Jalen Hurts would be on the Pro Bowl as well because uh a certain somebody decided it was time to hide up his cleats Mr. Tom yeah. Brady of course he did it yeah. you know Super Bowl week is or not well it's not Super Bowl week but you know everyone's talking Super Bowl he had to have to have Brady's name mentioned even though he's not going to be there but um crazy after 22 seasons Tom Brady uh for 20 years tom brady decided to retire i it's i have to think weird. it was yeah it is weird i have to think though it's like my initial thought was that a he had former quarterbacks who've long been retired you know probably in his ear saying look i know you feel like you can play but you're gonna you're getting to the age where no matter how healthy you keep yourself or how good a shape you're in you're gonna if it just takes one bad injury you're going to be dealing with that. I think like what Joe Montana still has like knee pain or something. He like struggles to walk. Um, And uh, I mean, yeah. Secondly, then would be his family. I'm sure his wife and his kids are like, all right, you can enough of that. You, you don't have to uh, keep playing. And, and third, like he, he has nothing else to prove. Like he Uh, won, won six reigns, six out of nine with the Patriots. Then, you know, they, there was this whole they don't really want him thing going on, and then he's like, "All right, I'll go prove myself somewhere else." Won a Super Bowl in his first year with the Bucks, and had another solid. Uh, it's, I mean, broke a bunch of records this year, so it went out it's with true. a bang. Arguably um, his best year statistically. You yeah, know, he, but that's uh, cool. that's my quick rant on uh, on Mr. Brady. I'll let you have the floor. I think you were probably a little more of a Brady fan than I was, but uh, yeah, I mean. Listen, he's one of those guys like he was like him, LeBron. They're great for so long. They're polarizing. You, you know, majority of it would say like if you weren't a Patriots fan or a Bucks fan or a LeBron fan, you probably didn't like them just because they were so dominant for so long. Yeah. 
But I mean, I think you you hit it on the head. I mean, I think ultimately Brady, we've always said, was what else does this guy have to do? Like, what else does this guy want? What else is he playing for? Like the yeah. the seven rings, the, you know, the the on you know every record you could dream of, the constant success. I think it's he not, finally not, had enough. There's no money. There's no real records anymore. There's no. He already has the most championships by far. He has more championships than some yeah, yeah. teams. Well, that's like. I mean, he won the, the Super Bowl with the Bucks the first year. I mean, yeah. if maybe he didn't win with the Bucks, maybe he plays a couple more years because he still got it. But what else yeah. does this guy have to prove? The first year with a new team, he went and won. He could probably go to a new team, you know, right now and leave the Bucks and probably take them to the Super Bowl. But, I, I mean, we can honestly say, though, they always say time is undefeated. Now that Tom Brady is officially done, we can say time has lost that one. Tom Brady never slipped up. He was pretty much locked in, consistent, awesome every single year. Never slipped up. You could say he was at his best now. One of those very odd examples where he got better, I think, as the years went on. Not only did he not lose time to time, I think he just beat down time for 22 years straight. But, I mean, hey, he's gone. It's going to feel weird uh, now that, like, now that uh, Tom Brady calls it quits. The Hall of Fame class for this year is going to be quite – quite the list if you i've hear I me and you probably assume gronk is going to probably hang him up too if brady's not yeah. coming back so you're yeah. looking at big ben brady and gronk as first ballot hall of famers there it's a nice and impressive class but it's going to feel weird it is going to be weird to see the nfl without tom brady i'm curious to see what he wants to do post-career i mean i have to assume that he would have an offer to do whatever it is that he could dream to do i'm sure any you know drew Brees and tony romo got a butt ton of money to you know call games and be an analyst Peyton Manning's doing his thing with Eli I'm sure that any TV station would give him an opportunity but there's also the probability he probably just wants to chill I would imagine he wants to kind of chill take a back seat spend time with the kids and all but I gotta say I'm I'm feel I'm not as happy as I thought I would feel like do you have the feeling did you like picturing in your mind he was eventually going to retire I thought I would be ecstatic and like just overjoyed that he's finally gone. I, know. I, I don't I know. have that joy that, as much as I thought I would have. And I don't know. It's a weird feeling. Maybe it's because he was eliminated this year before the Super Bowl. Maybe it's, you know, my, my interest was off him the last couple of weeks. But I, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel as exciting. Maybe I feel like the NFL lost this guy that everyone roots against. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's very true. Uh, he... When he was with the Patriots, I felt like he was very much of this like villain almost, where like, yeah, nobody like everyone respected, but nobody wanted to play him. Nobody liked him because he just would win all the time. Yeah. Um, and then when he left New England and went to Tampa, like he just opened up a lot more. He got a lot more relaxed. He was, I don't know if this is the real Tom, and he was just kind of. Locked behind that Patriot way, Bill Belichick, you know, Stone Cold stuff. But it's uh, it was refreshing. It, it was a lot easier to to um, appreciate him more. Appreciate him more. I feel like, because I mean, I no stranger if anyone's been listening to this podcast, I'm not the biggest you know fan of Tom Brady. It's just you know merely the fact yeah. that he didn't play for a team that I root for, and he was always winning Super Bowls. Why wouldn't I be jealous of? Yeah, he's just one of those success. guys. He's like LeBron's yeah. very similar. I feel like you don't root for him because you're so tired of seeing him succeed. And like the NFL, I would say is the most most parody in any sports league, except for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been great for the last 22 years. Like anyone, like I mean, we got the Bengals in the Super Bowl this year. 
like anything can happen any year except Tom Brady not being amazing for the last 22 years. It's going to be weird not having that. I mean, he was, you could pretty much pencil in whatever team he was playing in as a Super Bowl contender every single year. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be weird. It'll be, I've, we haven't seen a Tom Brady list MV or um, NFL season since the year 1999. <laughs> yeah. Which is, um, I mean, we had, there was no, I mean, let's see, he started his first year, I think it was 2000. Like we didn't, there weren't even, there weren't even flip phones yet. It was just like the, the brick phones and you had to like pull the antennas still, I think. And people were still using, you know, flash drives and um, floppy disks and VHS tapes. Trip and, down memory lane there. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Like, you know. I mean, they the older space statesman for the quarterback, uh, the quarterback position in the last couple of years has definitely dropped off. I guess I mean, I have to think that the oldest quarterback you'd have right now, the elder statesman, is going to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, Ben's gone, Breeze is obviously gone, uh, Rivers is gone, Brady's gone. That whole era that I feel like we grew up with, that like that portion of our fanhood when we were growing up that developed us is gone, and it's like fully done now. That era is is over. Yeah, it's actually like, I mean, he, I, I saw, I caught a little bit of his, um, his post on Instagram. It was like 10 page, 10 picture slides of, of text. And I only just skimmed through it, but I saw the one, um, where he mentioned, uh, you know, kind of passing the torch to the younger, the younger athletes. And like what you said is very true. Like we, like you and I, grew up watching as kids like you know Brady versus Manning and you know McNabb versus you know you know I don't know Philip Rivers or whoever or Tony Romo and then like you know all these quarterbacks are now retired and doing their own things whether it's commentating or being an analyst or yeah I know Tom's got like three of his own brands he's going to start pushing like his own he has his own uh like I'm sure he'll be very very busy well, just only, started... only an Eagles fan would put a McNabb Versus other quarterback rivalry <laughs> in the same sentence as Brady and Manning. Oh, absolutely. Only an Eagles fan would do that. Absolutely. But I, I mean, it, it is weird. Going off that like send off, like he was thanking like the ball boys of Tampa Bay, praising the strength coaches of the Buccaneers, the whole city of you know Tampa Bay, the mayor, the street cleaners, the people that you know polish his windows on um, his mega mansion, but didn't mention anyone from New England. Didn't mention hey. Belichick, Kraft. I, I don't, I don't yeah. understand if he's got like another post or a video coming for that, but. It seemed very odd to have this long message, praise everyone that had anything to do with the Tampa Bay organization or city, and then ignore the, the franchise that drafted you, developed you, made you the legend, and you spent 20 years at. I, think, I don't um, know if there's something else coming. You know, I'm sure he's going to sign the one-day contract like everyone does and yeah. do it then, but it did seem a little odd. I, My coworker pointed that out, and I didn't even realize it. And um, but what I said to him was basically, like, I would be – like beyond shocked if he wasn't saving it for like a bigger thing like i can't like he played there his entire career like two years in tampa is nothing compared to what he did in new england like there's no way he's just gonna unless it got that sour that he's still bitter about something but i can't imagine even that like that was your life like (laughs) he lived there for you know, I mean, he he also I mean, he won the Super Bowl away from them, and he beat them in his matchup. I think he's fulfilled. To go back to what he said, like I just think he got to a point where what else does he have to do? He's probably fulfilled. He beat Bill Belichick this this year. 
He has the Super Bowl away from New England. He's got six others there. Like he is easily the greatest player to ever play the game. No one even questions it. Like I think at some point you just get like, you know, what else more do you want? You know, there's yeah. not really no, there's I, really even for someone as competitive as him, there's nothing else you could possibly play for. I think um I think he wanted to thank Tampa because that is his current team, technically. And then he's gonna let this simmer. And then I'm my guess is that he's probably not a hundred percent concrete on the retirement. That there's still a chance he could come out like you know Brett Favre esque. Um, and then once he's fully decided that it's over, then he'll retire as a Patriot, sign that one day contract, and then have his whole monologue of you know what it was like to be a Patriot. Honestly, and all that. Someone like Tom Brady, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't put it past him if you like he retires now and two years from now or three years from now, he's like, you know what? I want to play football again and just brings whatever team he picks to the playoffs. Mm. I feel like he would keep himself in great shape. He could just come off. I mean, what's three years from now? He looks incredible. And I think we'll see. Maybe maybe he hates the first year of retirement. He doesn't seem like a guy that's going to enjoy retirement. He seems like he's pretty much off football time. I wouldn't put it past him. If he's like two years from now, he's like, you know what? I want to play football again. I'm going to go whatever team I feel like playing for. I'm just going to bring them to the playoffs just for fun. I'm bored. I mean, that's what Eric Weddle literally just came out of retirement to play safety for the Rams, right? And now he's in the Super Bowl. Hey, I mean, uh, listen, I think it'd be <laughs> more difficult later. to be, yeah, come two, after two years off, come play safety for a team in the playoffs than it would for Tom Brady to come off, you know, the retirement wagon two years later and then come in and take a team to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, before we, I want to say before we get back to the gridiron, let's. I want to go over a couple more things off the field. So obviously we had some coach hires. Uh-huh. What were your What were your thoughts here? I think there was a couple that no one. I don't think there was any real surprise ones like we've seen before, like the you know the the Joe Judges or the David Culleys, where they came out of literally no one. But there's still some jobs opening. Um, but we had uh, Brian Dable go to the Giants, which I think makes a ton of sense. I think yeah, I, I hated it because of how world, smart it was. Yeah, I think in the most perfect world, Daniel Jones is in that Josh Allen model. He's a you know athletic guy that can run, who's also big and has a big arm. He's nowhere near the player he is, but maybe you know in Giants fairy tale land, I think they can bring over the guy that made Josh Allen and give him a quarterback with similar build and similar skill set, and just not nearly as good. Maybe you get something out of him. Um, plus, we got to hack it to the Broncos, which I honestly got to say this. If you don't get Rodgers, I don't really – I'm not really excited about that hire for them. I don't – was never really too thrilled about Hackett. I don't think the offense for the Packers was anything special outside of you just had Aaron Rodgers and, like, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, who was it, Eberflus, the D, the D coordinator from the Colts, mm-hmm. kind of on a meteoric rise. I feel like he has not – he just came on the radar. Like, some people heard whispers about him last year, and then the Colts' defense was really good this year, and now he's got a head coaching job. So, I we'll see what happens with them, that. So. Now, yeah, I, I mean, the Colts defense was pretty solid this year. They had a ton of turnovers, but I feel like outside of that, he's not been coaching very long at all. Um, I think that was – am I missing? I feel like there was one more. I'm forgetting. Did you say the Raiders? The Ra- Oh, yeah, the Raiders. That one – well, I wanted to that's my that most waited. surprising one. I wanted to let that sit for a week, see if McDaniels changed his mind. You know, with McDaniels, <laughs> you got to give him a couple days before he what, decides what, whether what I'm actually going to What was the team that not. he backed out of? Was that the Colts? Like two yeah, years ago? he stole ago Frank Reich from the Eagles. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how we ended up with what was his Mike Rowe. That's what everything, you know, I blame Josh McDaniels for the crumbling of the Eagles uh, coaching staff and, you know, post Super Bowl team. Yeah, it I, just I all fell apart because of Josh McDaniels. It's always, 
Um, but yeah, yeah that, that, uh, assuming he stays, um, that is my biggest surprise. Cause well, it, here's my, for one, I think it's a little, I can see that they were going in a different direction. So I don't think that, um, uh, what was his name? Pisaccia was ever like, uh, or Pisaccia was ever really like a candidate for the coaching spot because of, they were changing philosophies. Yeah, um, but, and it I mean, looked like they were, job. it looked like they wanted a GM coach tandem. So they yeah. got, they brought the GM over and the McDaniels as well. So we'll see how that works. I mean, I never really thought about it this way, but people, I was hearing people say that McDaniels, while he wasn't like obviously good in his, well, I think he was in Denver for what, two years? Something um, like that. People were saying that like, everyone looks at it as like he did a terrible job, but the fact of the matter is what happened was that he, he took a gamble and he gambled on Tim Tebow and he, the gamble yeah. failed. So we don't yeah. know if he, like now that he has an actual quarterback and a decent roster, like if what he can do with that. Um, but I was definitely shocked that he left the Patriots. I thought that they were basically like, you know, dusting off the, the throne for him whenever Belichick decided he was going to retire which yeah, well, I, I mean, mean should be I realistically think, in five years or so. Like he's well, I mean, seventy-seven or something like that. Sixty. I think that's why he pulled the three hundred and sixty with the Colts job. Is so he thought he would take over Belichick? I mean, for him too, you got to be like, I mean, Belichick clearly hasn't gone anywhere. You know, yeah. that was what two thousand eighteen. So that was four years ago. He was offered the Colts job, and Belichick still has really no sight of. You know, doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime. He just got Mac Jones. I don't think he has any interest in stop coaching. Uh, but I mean, I think it makes sense. McDaniel's it would it doesn't make sense for McDaniel's to go to a team that's like rebuilding, or like just really crappy like the Giants or like the Texans jobs. But I mean, the Raiders are a playoff team. They have Carr. I think Carr is probably the selling point for him. You know, let him be with a veteran quarterback that knows how to, you know, knows how to win games. I'm assuming the Raiders probably keep Carr. Then I think McDaniel's pretty much just shores that up. I don't. I can't imagine they're gonna let him walk and McDaniel's take over this team that's gonna be clear rebuild mode. Um. But, I mean, it's more in line with what they were probably thinking of doing with Gruden, you know, bringing in a head coach that's been in the league for a while, seen a lot of success, someone that could have say in personnel, um, and someone that would be, you know, great for the offense. You know, they he seems very much in the mold of what Gruden was going to bring to the Raiders. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, who? what do we saw? We saw the Jaguars. Is that it? For and Minnesota, did they hire somebody? Jaguars, Minnesota, Texans, the Texans, and take, take Gannon. He's he's waiting for you. I don't even know how he's been in talks. I well, just I don't two know. Two interviews with the Texans. He's just I, I just don't get it. Like his defenses don't excite me. Everyone likes to pull out the stats. All oh, the Eagles never gave up big plays. They're great, you know, defense because they never gave up big plays or anything. But, like, you don't really need big plays when you can just drive up and down the field and have an 80% completion percentage and get, you know, eight yards on every play. But, yeah. you know, neither here nor there. But let's talk about on the field, since obviously we just had championship weekend, which is very big. And then we're moving on to the Super Bowl, featuring the L.A. Rams and Bengals. Can I say, we're, what is this, Super Bowl 50, what, 56? 56, sound about right? Yeah. Maybe? 55. So we went 54 years with no team hosting a Super Bowl. Now we've done it back-to-back years. It just seems like hey, hey, how did that happen? Everybody, you should put your money on the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl next year because they are. It's, hey, the Super Bowl is in Arizona. 
So honestly, I I think that's worth a preseason bet. <laughs> I definitely could. It's not like I mean, like it's not like the Cardinals aren't a ridiculous team that like you could see in the Super Bowl next year. Like you know, they're a fairly competitive team. They were playoff this year. It makes all the sense in the world. This is clearly uh, the trend. I'm definitely going to put at least five dollars down on that. There you go, big bang. Um, but all right, we'll start with the team hosting. What did you think about that Rams Niners game? Uh, close one. Niners definitely uh, held their own. I uh, think Jimmy G probably says goodbye to his San Francisco career. I think you would hope. Yeah, I think that this is the end for him. Kyle Shanahan again blows a crucial, um, yeah, championship <laughs> game with a big lead. It's just painful to see for him now. You know, he's just between the Falcons' loss, the Chiefs' loss, and now this. It's just. This guy doesn't know how to close out a game. I, I it's, it's something about him. I mean, I, I don't know. That's true. I, I forgot that they would they have they had like a what was their lead in the Super Bowl? 15, ten like, points. There was twenty was to 10, ten. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. There I think like he's the first quarterback, left. or he's the first coach to be involved in three different championship games, a Super Bowl or conference championship, to lose when his team was up by ten in the fourth quarter or so. Which is just, I mean, yeah, it's just. Pretty bad. I I think he put too much faith into Jimmy G. I mean, they got away from Debo Samuel in the fourth quarter, which didn't really make sense at all. He's pretty much your entire offense. Yeah. Um, you also you know went scoreless in the fourth quarter and allowed you know the Rams score thirteen points. You know the defense kind of let them out to dry. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. But I still think the Rams were the better team going into it. Um, Forty Niners held in there. Defense played well. But ultimately, the better team came out top. Yeah, um, feel pretty much the same way. I think the Rams, um, they something was off. They just weren't playing like Ram football. It seemed like, um, and uh, I actually uh, there was. I mean, there was no point where I was like, "49ers are definitely winning." Like I always thought that there was some you know gimme in there where they were going to come back, and then like the 49ers kept building that lead, and then they were up by what like. 10 i think or 14 or something and then yeah. you know stafford did some some now the niners really shot like not to you know it's not all shannon has fault the defense really shot themselves in the foot by not intercepting that gimme ball the one where yeah, stafford that, uh... just chucked it 70 yards and right into the the safety's lap or cornerback i forget who it was and he just flat out dropped it i i think it I'm was gonna... like a I know people are like, oh my God, how could you drop that? But I mean, I've saw the replay so many times and he's backpedaling at, you know, ridiculous speeds anyways to try and catch up. So it's it's hard to make that adjustment, but it was in his it was in a basket, like you know, I mean, right yeah, to was, him. he literally threw it right to him. There's moments like I, I should make a montage this season of just plays that I confidently think I could have made. Like, and that is one of them. There's not many th- plays I can make down the field. I think I could have caught that. I just I think that it, it was right there, easy catch like that. Anyone should make that catch. In that moment, too, oh, that's just killer. That's just brutal. Yeah. But going back to Kyle Shanahan, I mean, you look at their all in the fourth quarter for them. They had three drives in the fourth quarter. They had Debo Samuel touch the ball once in those last three drives in the fourth quarter. That's like he's clearly your best player on the entire offense. Just get run the ball with them they've shown they've shown many ways that they're creative just get on the ball like even if jimmy's struggling and you can't get him open or whatever just hand it off to him do a reverse do whatever just get the ball in the guy's hands he was their whole entire offense all year and that game i i don't i don't know they just i think they put too much faith in jimmy there and he let him down in the beginning obviously the interception i think is what cost them the entire game 
needless to say, but also Jimmy G just like chucked the ball in the air on third down. Like, did he forget he had another down to, to try and do something? Yeah, Jim, Jimmy G is a weird quarterback, man. Like, you look at his like He's a game manager. winning percentage. He like, yeah, but he like wins a lot. And then you put him in these moments, and you're like, you think he would be exposed more because of how many big games he's really been in. You know, he's been in, you know, conference championship game at least twice, the Super Bowl, maybe three times if I remember correctly, conference championship game. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, I don't know. It just seems like he cruises along, does his thing, and then falls it apart just at the very end. Yeah. It's like very tough. But I will say I'm uh I'm at a weird spot where like I don't really want the Rams to win because they're kind of like this no. snobby no by their way to a championship team. Yeah. But uh, no one went in America wants the Rams to win. But um I would I would be fine with it just because I I've always been a fan of Matt Stafford, you know, when he was him and Calvin Johnson doing everything for the lions and still couldn't find success. And then, uh, same with, I'm a big fan of Jalen Ramsey. So, um, I'd be happy to see those guys win, but, um, no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> me, you and America wants the Cincinnati Bengals to win. I've got to say, I think this is the most OBJ likable. In the Super Bowl. That's crazy too. Yeah. I, I think this is the most likable. I honestly, I think this is going to be the most one-sided like rooting um, you know, fan interest Super Bowl since the Eagles and Patriots. Let's be honest. The, Philly has got a bad rep. No one really likes Philly, but backup quarterback against the big bad Tom Brady Patriots the year after they had the comeback against the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Um, there's no way anyone was rooting anyone but the Eagles. I think this is the same kind of feel. No one, no one's rooting really? for LA. LA doesn't I, have I any don't... fans. Yeah, but that's why I think that's why I think it's more like people are just like, oh, this will be a good Super Bowl because we're not really rooting against anyone. You know, I'm definitely rooting against the Rams. Are you kidding me? How the Bengals are like one of those teams, like I said, that I thought would I would die before I see them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow is the coolest player, arguably in the league, besides Gardner Minshew. Ice cold. He's did yeah, like what he's doing is just incredible. I've um, got to say, we can go right into the <coughs> choking up. Um, now, don't be the Chiefs. No, no, no. So speaking of that game, yeah. Speaking of choking, Mahomes. Yeah. Oof, that was tough. Not a good game for him. No, you know what? The I don't Chiefs, know how. I think they get too cute. I think they, they do. Get too cute. I don't know how you go up twenty-one to three, and then you have five seconds to run a play when you're five yards from the end zone, and you decide you're going to throw it horizontally with no timeouts. See, I, this is like what I mean. I was like, too what, cute with it. What? Just either kick the field goal or you do a quick in the end zone play. There is no. There is no cutesy screens, any of that. You got to, it, it's very obvious what you have to do. And that, I, of course, I just didn't understand it at all. I think in that moment, too, the momentum is flipping. You're, you're up 21 to 10, but the momentum has changed because Samaje Piran just had that nice touchdown run with a minute left in the half. You got the ball back. I think you just put up points there. You end their momentum because you're up by, what would that have been, 24 to 10? You're up by two scores going in a half. Yeah. You know, you've pretty much dominated them all first half. Now, not only have they scored that touchdown to make it 21-10 with a minute left for half, now they have this huge stop and all the momentum in the world. And they're, you know, two touchdowns away from the lead. It did, I just, I thought they got too cute. And there was a couple moments even at the end. Like the Bengals' defense in the second half was just amazing. Your boy Jesse Bates, I got to say, showed up and was balling. Yes. And I think America's most hated cornerback, uh, Eli Apple, even showed up a little (laughs) bit there too. He's a 
he's something. Yeah, but I mean, there was also a point where like Mahomes had days behind the line. He had days. It was just amazing how well the Bengals weren't coverage that Mahomes had all the time in the world was scrambling and just wasn't just looked like he was looking for the big play on every play. And then, you know, eventually the D line would get him. Towards the end there, they had, I think there was two drives in the fourth quarter back to back where they had negative yards for both drives. Yeah. And it's just like Mahomes is supposed to be a smart quarterback, doesn't make mistakes. He just makes like this is the thing between him and Brady is like Brady made a career out of just always hitting the check down, always hitting the check down, always getting the ball out of his hands. And it seemed like the Chiefs were just getting cute and just wanted the big play every play and did not work out. Yeah, I just saw a thing too, and I, I didn't realize this, but AJ Green was in Cincinnati for 10 years, dealt with all that bullshit of losing. Finally got a chance to go play on a team that's super, you know, Super Bowl contenders. And then the team he was with for 10 years goes to the Super Bowl instead. Like that's gotta be that's gotta be wild for him. I'm sure he's happy for them, but like at the same time, he's probably pissed. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I would probably agree with you there. Now there's um who is it? There um another one I a similar situation, but different in the same way. You tell me what would be more painful. Logan Mankins, he played. 2005 to 2013 with the Patriots. So nearly a decade with the Patriots. Uh, Didn't win a single Super Bowl. They managed to win three Super Bowls right before he got there, and then they won three Super Bowls like pretty much immediately after he left. Damn. Is it more painful to be part of a really good team that you don't win anything with, and you've been there for a decade, or a terrible team you were there with for a decade, and then they managed to win without you? Uh... Like which more painful, the AJ Green situation? Or oh, Logan, more painful. Oh, definitely AJ Green. You think? Because don't I mean Logan Mankins? You're there for a decade. This team's been just coming off a dynasty. You lose two Super Bowls. Now AJ Green doesn't have any pain of losing any. Mankins lost two. Yeah, but it's the pain of like the the Bengals were bad on top of that. Whereas like Patriots were good. He just didn't win when they were you know good enough to win the big game. Whereas like Adrian just suffered the whole time. Megan's didn't suffer. His team was still good. He was, he was enjoying himself. I'm sure with, you know, winning games. Whereas, you know, AJ Green was literally basically the Debo Samuel of the, the Bengals for 10 years. Fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't know what happens with the Bengals now, but it's got to sting a little bit to see a dynasty right before you get there. And then a dynasty immediately after you leave. I suppose. But um, yeah, I think, uh, Props to the Bengals. I did not once the once the Chiefs got out to that lead, I was worried a blowout was going to happen, and then yeah, um, me too. I mean, Chiefs kind of get. I I I can't remember if it was the fourth quarter or if it was an overtime, but somebody pointed out that it only took Pat Mahomes 13 seconds to win against the Bills, and it only took him 13 seconds to lose against the Bengals because I think it was an overtime. He threw that interception. Yeah, 14 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn. But, I mean, if you really like the defensive performance that the, the Bengals put out in the second half is disgusting. Yeah. You got to think, like, they give up 21 points in the first half. Look, look at these next couple drives immediately coming out of half 16 yard drive, punt, 17 yard drive, punt. Then they have a seven yard drive ended with an interception, negative two yards, then punt, negative four yards, then punt. Then they have the 49 yard drive for the field goal at the end of the game to tie it. You go in overtime, three plays, zero yards, interception. They put up three points. 
they went backwards or they had zero yards or went backwards on three different drives in fourth quarter and overtime. Uh, just incredible performance. Uh, I think that also is a point of the Chiefs were just getting too cute with it. If they had they taken the checkdowns, it would have been different. They just seemed yeah. like they were getting gambling and wanted it all every play, and it came and blow up on their face. But really, an impressive performance. I I like this Bengals team. I know you're trying to act like this is a you know a fair fight, and you know from fan wise, let's be honest, everyone wants Cincinnati to win. This is the easiest one way you know fan base matchup since since you know. The, the underdogs of the Eagles mm-hmm. who doesn't want the Cincinnati Bengals to win everyone loves Joe Barrow and the Bengals are just a, one of those bad franchises yeah I guess so now what did uh how did you have the Bengals finishing the beginning of the year how did you think they were gonna do? Uh, nah, maybe, maybe not my best name my best <laughs> I think they had the four wins for them so they kind of yeah definitely turned around four wins. I will say that one of my one of my concerns was the offensive line which they looked terrible Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, they looked really bad. It's kind of amazing because they did this against the Titans too. I think Joe Burrow was sacked nine times. Somehow they're like winning games and going to the Super Bowl and they have a terrible offensive line. Is it worse it's, than the one that Mahomes dragged to the Super Bowl last year? Because he was running for his life in that Super Bowl. Yeah, but I think he was like, but he was dealing with injuries. The yeah. Bengals' offensive line just isn't good. Oh, they're, I, yeah, I, forget they're when, <laughs> I forget when Fisher and um, Schwartz got hurt last year, but I, I, yeah, I don't. Maybe not. Maybe the Chiefs was worse, obviously, because they had the backups in there, and I think Mike Fremers was there for like two weeks, and he was starting left tackle from in the Super Bowl. Uh, but still, I mean, Joe Burrow gets heat a lot. Yeah. I think him and Aaron Donald are going to do a lot of bonding in the Super Bowl. But you also got to say is the dude, like, that's the thing. I think the most impressive part about Joe Burrow is the guy gets beaten. Like, he gets hit a lot, and he just keeps slinging, never loses his composure. Like, it's something to say is when he gets that much pressure, he just never loses his composure. I mean, other quarters like Brady and, like, um, you know, Manning even, Breeze, like, you know, they always had great composure and were calm pocket, but, like, they would get the ball out and were never hit. They always had really solid offensive lines. Burrow's getting destroyed and still remains calm and composed back there. Yeah, I mean, and even Joe Mixon somehow was the third rusher in the league behind that line, so. Yeah, I'll give it – listen, the Bengals, I think that their defense is solid. They're, I like their defense line a lot. Hendrickson's good. Hubbard's good. Reader's pretty solid. Yeah. And then you throw in that they just have a ton of skill players. This is kind of the debate between Penny Sewell and Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase is awesome, but they still have the problem. Their offensive line stinks, but I don't think it matters. But you have – Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins had a big game. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Mixon, even Samaji P. Ryan, your backup running back, yeah, is out yeah. there getting that huge touchdown that changed the momentum. It, you just hey, to have a cool quarterback that you know can just take the heat and, and stay composed. It gets the ball to his skill players and they make plays and things are working. You don't need an offensive line when you run it like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll do a uh, you know an in depth, in depth Super Bowl preview when you know next week or something but i what who's your uh so so rams Bengals still feels weird to say yes joe burrow versus matt stafford so are you picking very weird uh i I mean matchup wise i'm not gonna lie i don't love the matchup for the Bengals. like i said i think aaron donald and von miller are gonna have a field day against the soffits line um i like jamar chase a lot but i think you know, the rookie sensation against Jalen Ramsey might be a tough, tough call. Um, 
But listen, there's something about momentum. You know, we see it almost every year in the Super Bowl is you get a team that is unexpected. You get the momentum, the team that's hot. They usually have a cool little chant to go along with them. You know, uh, I re-referenced the Eagles before when we had that whole underdog thing going. The, the Bengals, I feel like, have it too. I know the Rams mm. are at home, but listen, the Niners sold out that stadium. I think Cincinnati's got a hell of a fan base. I'm sure they're going to be out there heavy. The Rams, there is no Rams fans. There's just some celebrities that show up so they can be on camera. That's about the only Rams yeah. fans they have. They yeah. don't actually exist. But I'm taking Cincinnati, man. I'm, I'm you know, football-wise – the matchup scares me. I don't think they're a great matchup between the Rams and the Bengals, but there's something about having the mojo and everyone rooting for you and having, you know, Mr. Cool, Joe Burrow, the guy's awesome. I, I, I I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm feeling the good feel, the good vibes. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking the Rams. I just don't see. Oh, boo. Yeah. Boo. I, well, I, I could see, you know, a, a late Matt Stafford interception that would turn the game around, but. I think kind of what you were saying, like, I don't think since I think if the Rams take advantage of their matchups, they should be able to build a a pretty substantial lead by halftime. I would think not. I mean, the the Bengals were had to come back. You see see that defense, you see that Bengals defense that showed up in the second half. They stopped. You think Cooper, you think Eli Apple is going to shut down Cooper cup. I mean, listen, he held his own against Tyreek Hill for a half. He was getting torched the first half, but yeah. he held his own in the second half. Probably had safety safety help over the top or something. There was no hey, whatever way. they did in the second half worked. I mean, they got yeah. torched the first half, but whatever they did in the second uh, half, if that I, defense shows up, they're going to be a problem. If. And I think that the Rams will build enough of a lead that that D-line will just be causing havoc on, on Joe Burrow, and he'll be playing catch-up. The, they'll end up getting away from the run and just be slinging it 50 times. and. I think it'll be a fun game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think the Rams win by like, I don't know, six, maybe like two field goals or something like that. But Very odd score to pick to win by. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't know. So this, I actually didn't even check the line. Who is the favorite? I, uh, what is Vegas I, saying? I, I would assume it would be the Rams. Imagine the Rams. Yeah, but I didn't see who was actually favorited. So I don't know, but I, I bet the line of the Rams game last week and. What was it plus it was minus three and a half and they won by a field goal so i lost my bet fair enough yeah i took the rams money line to come for me although i took the over in the bengals kansas city game i was pretty much counting my money when it was you know whatever like they, i think they had like 34 points combined um in the first half i forget you can still it, now do you bet through like england or do you, you william hill baby william hill William Hill. I don't know what that is. It's the biggest uh, sports book in the world. British home. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. The more you know. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, listen, I'm excited for the matchup. I think it's be good. The Bengals are the team to root for. I don't know what, what you're thinking. The Rams, no one's rooting for the Rams. Let's be honest. No one cares. No one wants the Rams to win. Not a single I, just, I said, I just want, I'd like, I think Stafford deserves a Super Bowl. I don't want the Rams. I think to Joe win. Burrow deserves Super Bowl. The dude's too cool. Now, if Stafford could win the Super Bowl and the Rams could lose, I mean, I, I would love that, but obviously that's not going to happen because that's not possible. So that'd be kind of difficult. Yeah. It would be, difficult, be really yeah. difficult. If he just runs away with the no, trophy. The, the Rams are taking that Yankees approach. They, they just enjoy the benefits of the fact that they're in LA. Who wouldn't want to sign there? They got a brand new stadium. Like they'll be fine every single year because they can just bring yeah. in whatever free agents they want. No, everyone's going to want to play there. The Bengals, like, let's be honest. 
I don't think the Bengals are going to be here. This is going to be a tough spot. The AFC is loaded. Like, when you look at the the talent that's out there, you got Mahomes, you got Lamar, you got Josh Allen, you got Herbert, um, Burrow, obviously, Mac Jones is developing. There's a lot of, lot of talents in that conference right now. And this is a good example. The Bengals are a good example of the how the league has kind of changed because I feel like coaches used to get more time with these teams, and now they're on a much shorter leash. You know, if they don't, if they don't see positive change in two, three years, they get, they get canned. Um, And just look at what Zach Taylor did. I mean, the Bengals were picking number one two years ago because they had the worst record in the league and they took Joe Burrow. Then as they're building this, this roster, now they've gotten it to the point where they're strong enough to compete in the Super Bowl. So it's going to set a lot of uh, expectations for incoming coaches, but you know, they uh, they earned it. They played well. And what what did you uh, you didn't mention? What how did I uh, how did I do in our season predictions? What did I have the Bengals going? No, going oh, high and mighty over here. What are you like thirteen wins? I think I had them at or, or 11. 11, 11 and six, right? right? Eleven and six sounds wow. about right. Wow. Oh, so I was yeah, high on the yeah, Bengals. Yeah. That's cool. What's your moment? How many how many games <laughs> did I beat you on those season picks by? I gave up like week 14 because I had to catch up. So, I was oh, just, yeah. Uh, I was just picking uh, ridiculous yeah. wins, anyways. Is this okay? So, you're, you're trying to justify me kicking your ass because you gave up my one week 14 because you were getting your ass kicked so much? Yeah, I think I did a little better in the playoff bracket. Oh, well, I don't know. Again, went six and oh wildcard weekend and then shit hit the fan, went 0 4. And then obviously, this week's kind of in shambles. But you got Bengals, mm-hmm. I got Rams. And I will say before we end, on Mr. Tom Brady, just want to just want to lay out some of his uh, career stats that are very mind boggling. So he has uh, most Super Bowl titles or most Super Bowl wins by one individual player, seven. Most games won by a player, two hundred seventy eight. Most mm-hmm. games played by a quarterback, three hundred sixty five. He uh, has exactly zero uh, losing seasons as a starting quarterback. Mind-blowing. Yeah, like um, I said, he beat Todd the time. Never was bad. Never dipped. Awesome yeah. every single year. Uh, NFL record for passing attempts at 13,172. NFL record mm-hmm. for passing completions, 8,428. Mm-hmm. Um, 710 total touchdowns. Um, I don't think that's the right number, but this this set I'm looking at says 97,000 passing yards, which is – some weird oh i think that's playoffs combined but he's still all time he has eighty four thousand regular season passing yards um 70 combined touchdown or excuse me 710 combined touchdown passes i think i just said that real um 67 game winning drives 51 fourth quarter comebacks um yeah most wins on the road like he has every record most wins on the road most wins at home only quarterback to have three consecutive games with 300 or more passing yards, three or more touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Um, most starts by a quarterback, most games by a quarterback. Oldest quarterback to win game, like it goes on. And oldest to win MVP at 40. It's it, it's pretty insane. It's endless. Let's put it's it endless. that way. 35. So how many points. how many passing touchdowns did he have again? Um, passing touchdown. Uh, all right, so career the one the one I was reading off before was like combined with the playoffs, but 
career of regular season touchdowns, 624, which is the record for passing touchdowns. Okay. That's what I think. Tracy. Yeah, no, that's just, it's just insane. He pretty, he just has every record you could dream of, really. Uh, 100, 101 truly... with three touchdown passes. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think, like, um, Ken Griffey Jr., someone who's an inc- one a legend in baseball, played 22 seasons, has 630 players. home runs. Tom Brady has about 630 or whatever you just said, touchdowns. 624, yeah. Pretty amazing that they both did in 22 uh, game, 22 season career. One plays 162 games every single year. The other does 16. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know what. To, like, I think a home run is almost just as hard as to get as a passing touchdown. Uh no, I would say it's easier to throw a pass touchdown than to get a home run. You only have what? How many chance? You only have essentially what three, three to five chances to hit a home run, depending on how many times you're at the plate. Versus, like, how many drives you get in the NFL. Fair enough. Still, yeah. the game difference, 160 to 16. You're really, like, 10 times the amount of games. Oh, it's still both. I mean, Ken Griffey is probably one of my favorite MLB players. I have his Mariners jersey. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. crazy that I was, uh, you know, raving about Tom Brady because I was, you know, definitely a hater for a while. And But at the end of the day, I respect him. Um, it's, he is yeah. without question – Without question, the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. I would probably say he's the greatest player to ever play in the NFL. Now, would I say he's the greatest professional athlete across any sport? He's up there. I don't know if I would say yes. I'd have to like see who's in that, you know. I realm. mean, he's definitely but he's strong, definitely in the conversation. Yeah. I think I think you're gonna appreciate it more how great he is because like I feel like everyone's been on this Mahomes train for you know, since he had that amazing season. But if you look at the first four years, like he's got one Super Bowl. He's been to four AFC championship games, but he's lost two of them. He's lost a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. You factor in like Brady pretty much went to like, you know, like 18 AFC championship games or whatever in a row and like yeah. won probably major 10 of those. And same, but shows, I think, really how great Tom Brady is. And you can't just like assume there's going to be another quarterback that's going to be able to just walk in and be as dominant as he is. No. And, and I, I, I was just going to say, I think 20 years from now, or even 10 years from now, maybe, when people look back and they're like, holy shit, Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. Like, I know some people try to say, like, oh, well, MJ won six. But, like, MJ had the greatest NBA team every time he went, whereas Tom Brady did not have the greatest team when he took his Patriot. Like, his early Super Bowls – he had scrubs at wide receiver, rotations yeah. at I mean, he had Corey Doan for a while at running back, but then after that, it was a bunch of like scat backs just rotating them in. And I think it's pretty, it's even more impressive is football is more of a team game and how oh, yeah, dominant absolutely. individual and how dominant an individual could be in a team game. You rarely like he just see made everyone better. Yeah. You rarely see teams back to back to back, like going to the Super Bowl consecutive times. Um, it's, it's a feat I that mean, look I at think like, will be, I don't think everyone, Nobody's going to touch it. Not, not even Mahomes. No. Belichick defenses were like basically built around the secondary first and turnover machines. Well, it helps when you be extra aggressive when you have a guy who's just going to score points every single game. I mean, you got a quarterback that put out a whole bunch of scrubs out there. He's going to just continue <laughs> to score at least like 30 points a game. But it's really amazing. I mean, 
We'll see. Speaking of the legend, him and uh, Joe Burrow joins Tom Brady as the only quarterback to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Oh. So that's a nice little Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow nugget. So I think he's destined to be a Super Bowl champion. Uh, a little trivia for you. Tom Brady also holds the record for most passing yards in a Super Bowl with 505. Do you know what team that was against? Oh, it's my favorite Super Bowl ever. <laughs> and a losing effort against the Philadelphia Eagles. Always That's just right of how great he is. Even in losing the Super Bowls, he sets records. Yeah. 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 All righty. Well, this has been good. We got two more weeks till Super Bowl. One week to catch our breath. It'll be the Pro Bowls this week or whatever they do for the Pro Bowl nowadays. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't even watch it. I used to watch. When I was a kid, I used to watch it. No, because I was like, oh my God, my you know favorite players are in there. And I was like, that nobody they don't the players don't even want to be there, you know. So yeah. the only the only ones that want to be there is for if they have a contract extensive. Yeah. Well, but congrats who day, to who day. Who day? Who dat? Congrats to the Bengals, congrats to the Rams, and congrats to Tom Brady on a phenomenal career that like I said, looking back at seven Super Bowls is wild. I think I'm even more fascinated by the fact that as great as he was the only three the only two people to ever beat him in the super bowl was eli manning twice and a backup quarterback named nick Foles. but incredible we'll end it on that all righty i'll talk to you all righty peace out peace.